making waves and it's orange they believe Foundations tailgating and they're raring to go Yeah, when kneeling gets to rocking, it's a hell of a show Hello everybody, welcome to episode 25 of the Vols Deep Podcast. Our, Tennessee, our Tennessee Volunteers are now 7-2 and two with a win over UConn on Saturday in the homecoming matchup. Now Tennessee will be traveling northwest Missouri to take on the Tigers for a huge SEC matchup and one of the most important games of the season. How are y'all feeling about this week? Pretty excited. Uh, there's a lot on the line this week. Not only do we got to take care of business, but... Um, Let's say I think the volunteer faithful need to be rooting on old Kiffin this weekend. We're picking at the right time, Luke. I'm excited. I know all the Vols fans out here are excited, but it's a big road test this week. So let's suit them up and see what happens. Oh, yeah, definitely a big test. I'm excited as can be, but I'm nervous also. Big implications on the line between us, Georgia, Ole Miss, everything going on. Yeah, huge game fired up. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into this matchup as, as we go on in the show. As always, we're coming to you live tonight from the Vol Cave. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. So share this out for us. Give us some likes if you don't care. Uh, we thank all of you for listening, for your support. Those of you that can't watch the entire show tonight, it will be uploaded on all podcast platforms after it airs live. Uh, we got a ton to talk about regarding this Tennessee football team. We'll also hit on some Tennessee basketball news. Uh, we'll talk about everything you need to hear regarding the latest Tennessee news uh, in athletics. We're going to grade position groups from Tennessee's last performance. We're going to go over General Neyland's game maxims. Did Tennessee cover all Neyland's maxims versus UConn? I believe we did. Uh, we're going to preview this week's matchup versus Missouri. We'll give you all the information you need regarding that game. Um, we'll also have our keys to the game against the Tigers. Uh, we have this week's game predictions coming up. We have giveaways as well. Spur, who won last week's prediction giveaway? Filler by name of James Simonelli. 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 He told me for sure. That's how you say his name. Got to say it fast. Simonelli. Got to say it fast. Congratulations to James Simonelli uh, for winning last week's giveaway. Uh, we'll message you soon unless you are. So you've already messaged? Yeah, I've already messaged him. I got his address, so we're good to go. Good deal. Uh, we'll be doing another giveaway tonight. Uh, Spur will go over how that works later in the show, giving away gift cards, baseball, football cards, and some decals. Uh, speaking of predictions, the current football pick'em standings go as follows. In first place, still we have Corbin. That's right. Oh, That's still right. there. That's right. He went six and four last uh -oh. week, bringing his overall record to sixty-eight and thirty-four. Um, Myself and Spur are currently in tied for second place. Uh, Spur went nine and one, and I went six and four. Uh, we both have an overall record of sixty six and thirty six. So we're right behind you, Corbin. Just just for the record, I would have won our contest this week because I was pretty spot on even on the points total. Yeah, um, Spanky, he's in last place. He went 7-3 last week, overall record oh. of 64-30. and 30. I ain't got to draw out the cup. No, I uh, mean, me and Corbin tied, but Corbin uh, was closer to the final score, so the Vol Daddy has to, to dip out of the cup of misfortune tonight uh, and see what my punishment is for losing the weekly pick'em. Uh, we'll also do um, our upcoming pick'ems, and we'll explain to you how all that works um, towards the end of the show. Uh, we have start bench cut. We have uh, 
Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other. And, of course, we have the duel. Who will win the championship belt tonight? Corbin was showing it off last night on the uh, the Morgan County Today podcast. Did y'all see yeah, that? When, when you're the champ, you got to make the towns, make your rounds. A groundbreaking. Hey, I heard they had their highest viewership last night, Corbin. I, I Congratulations. Was, I was, Three people. I was uh, I was representing the show like a world champion does, showing off the title belt, giving the show some promotional work, you know what I mean? So that's what a world champ does. Nobody cares. Well, I'm feeling pretty good this week, so I think the belt's coming back home with me. We've got some good questions coming up in the duel. It's fan and listener voted, so we'll need you all to stick around. Vote in the comment section who you think won the duel. You don't want to miss this entertainment. Uh, Spanky's already been arguing with Corbin. For about the last hour, so I think it's going to be pretty good tonight. Y'all be going an hour already? Yeah. He said something stupid earlier. Imagine that. He's an idiot over there. I'm the one that proved you right, dummy. He said something stupid, and he's an idiot. Yep, I'm right in the middle of you, too. We'll be right back with our recap. Share this out for Idiot sandwich. Share this out for us to your friends. Let's have a good time tonight. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the Vile Daddy. I want to give a big shout-out to the Fairview Union Great musicians, local people, Chad's from my hometown. They were gracious enough to let us use their music for our podcast. Make sure you check them out. They're huge Tennessee fans. You won't be disappointed. Let's hear them play. Man, you won't believe that roar When the boys find the checkup or the big orange is back It's a fact, volunteers, where you at? Get loud, stand proud, send a message to the crowd Defensive over that one. Welcome back to episode 25 of the Vols Deep Podcast. Uh, coming to you live on Facebook and YouTube. We're about to hit this week's recap. We appreciate the likes, comments, shares. Keep them rolling in for us. James Fair says, what's up, fellas? Go Big Orange. Kimberly says, hey, guys, go Big Orange. Travis Duncan says, my boys. Let's go. Let's go. Premier Excavation, baby. Uh, James Fair says, Blaney is the real champ. Give him credit. He won the championship. Stephen Wilson says, go Vols. All right, so Tennessee beats UConn 59-3. to Homecoming, solid beatdown. Overall thoughts on Tennessee's performance versus UConn. We could have hung 100 on them if we wanted to, but we're just mm-hmm. nice guys. It's like an old saying, uh, beat them, bust them, that's our custom. And I think we beat them and we busted them. You know, we've done exactly what we should have done. We took control early. We never let them have any glimpse of hope. A little nervous early on as their first drive was decent. Legend are only points a field goal. But let's be honest, they had no chance against this Tennessee team that seemed to be coming together right now at crunch time. Yeah, Tennessee done what they needed to do. I uh, love exactly. the performance. I know it's UConn, but we didn't uh, screw around or, you know. No, and up, hey, I'll admit, you know, I, I agree with UConn's coach. You know, they played with class, as class. As, as he wanted to say, you know, class. Should, I should have let Shuler put one in at the end. In my opinion. I bet if Hopper would have known what their coach would have done after the game, I bet you money he would have. Mm-hmm. Could Tennessee be peaking at the right time? That's what I say. Tennessee is definitely peaking right now. Uh, it's it's great to see. And like you said, if you're still, you know, if he was going to play with dirty dirty class or whatever you want to call it, no class, then he would have put one in the end zone there at the end. I don't know what, what UConn's coach expects us to do, you know. Uh, Nico needed some experience. Gaston Moore needed some experience. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let those quarterbacks come in and just hand the ball off and run the clock. They need to run our offense. That's, that's what mm-hmm. games like this are for. Yeah, if we was running up, we'd have left Nico in the whole time. Yeah, there you go. 
let's go over some offensive stats. Tennessee ran the ball as a team 34 times for 275 yards. That's an 8.1 average uh, per attempt. Two touchdowns. Uh, Jalen Wright, eight carries for 113 yards and one touchdown. I think that comes like 14 yards a carry or something. It That's is. crazy. Uh, Cam Seldon, six carries for 35 yards. Patrick Wilk, two carries for 33 yards. Dylan Sampson, five carries for 28 yards. A lot of running. A lot of running. Hunter Barnes, uh, four carries for 17 yards. Navy Shuler, two for 15. Joe Milton, two for seven yards and a touchdown. And Khalifa Keith, three carries for five yards. Thoughts on uh, this Russian offense? And you know, even even with all those yards, there was still more opportunities on the field. I, I liked their game plan. It allowed the run allowed Joe and Nico both to open up the passing game and gain some more confidence. Uh, truthfully, sitting there in the stands, I thought we threw the ball more than I expected. So uh, good to see a little bit of balance. Jalen Wright, man, he's coming. He's coming along. He is uh, doing good things here in Tennessee. Yeah, you can't ask for much more. This is pretty much the norm right now. Spanky, you all right over there, bud? Yeah, I'm trying to read the comments over here. Oh, okay. Uh, Tennessee through the air, 21 of uh, 31, 375 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Joe Milton was 11 for 14 for 254 yards, two touchdowns. That's a 98.0 quarterback rating. Nico was five for nine, 86 yards, a touchdown. That's a 97.3 quarterback rating. Gaston Moore was four for seven, 36 yards. And Navy Shuler uh, was one for one, but we're going to talk about the negative play. Uh, <laughs> he completed his pass. Great yeah. day uh, passing the football for Tennessee. What do you all think? Yeah, good day passing the football. Uh, Joe Milton, he's been uh, consistently around that 250 mark. Mm-hmm. I mean, Every very game. consistent. Like, I feel like this is like the third time he's got 254 yards. It makes people who uh, hated on him earlier in the year make him eat crow now. You know, it's it's what we expected to see all season. Uh, Joe looks great suddenly, and, and he's even throwing on the run. Luke, they completed two slant passes. You requested <laughs> yes, they did. And they completed I did, them. I did, I did. Right up the middle, yes. too. Just, just something simple, man. As soon as he threw it, I was like, Luke's going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was happy. Uh, let's hit our receivers now. 21 catches, 375 yards. Um, Squirrel White, not going to hit every uh, receiver, but we'll hit the top here. Squirrel White, two catches, 94 yards and a touchdown. Ramel Keaton, two catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. McAllen Castles, four catches, 56 yards and a touchdown. Love that Castles had four Four catches. Absolutely. Uh, Ethan Davis, freshman tight end, uh, big four-star. He had two catches for 33 yards. Caleb Webb, a catch for 28 yards. And Dante Thornton, two catches for 26 yards. Uh, solid job, Tennessee's wide receiving core. Yeah, it was a great performance against a clearly outmatched secondary of UConn's. You know, I've never seen a receiver more wide open than Ramel Keaton was mm-hmm. on, on that first touchdown pass anyway. There, there wasn't a Husky within 30 yards of him. And, and Joe noticed it, too, and literally laid the ball in his hands. It wasn't – it was a lollipop. Uh, oh, it was. Yeah. I was standing up before he ever threw the ball because I knew it was a touchdown. Uh, you know, younger receivers got to see the field, and we had a glimpse of what the future is to hold, so it looks pretty good to me. Yeah, we had eight receivers over 11 yards per catch yep. on the average, and two of them was uh, over 40. So, hell of a performance from our receiving game. Tennessee on defense, one sack, 13 tackles for loss, three defensive touchdowns. Uh, that's two interceptions and uh, a fumble recovery. A great day, only allowing 35 rush yards and only allowing three points. 
you know, UConn gained some yards early on, but it was uh, pretty much shut down defense from there on. Uh, we need to see more of a pass rush. It's a mm-hmm. big concern going into Missouri this week because we got to get more pressure on the quarterback, uh, especially these next two weeks. Been sandbagging. But there's never any way to complain when yeah. you only hold an opponent to three points. No. Not much to complain about then. Individually, uh, tackles for Tennessee. Again, not going to hit all these. We'll hit the top ones. Elijah Herring led the team again. Eight tackles. Danico Slaughter had five tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. Jeremiah T. Lander had five tackles. He's a true freshman linebacker and a tackle for loss. Elijah Simmons, good to see him out there doing doing something. Yep. Uh, four tackles and a tackle for loss. Um, just I don't know. I love the I love the young play that we're getting out of the defensive players. Um, thoughts on Tennessee's special teams performance? Uh, like you said, developing the young players because that, that's how your future gets developed right there is developing the guys you got that's going to be here for the long haul. Yeah, we're going to talk about special teams. There's really not much to be can be said other than they did their jobs. Uh, we had one kickoff out of bounds, uh, no huge returns, but no mistakes either. You know, even Tuttyville made a kick field goal. Yep. So I mean, was, is that his first of his yep. career? Backup kicker. I, yep. I want to say yeah. I want to say yeah. Um, yeah, I had two two returns uh, off kickoffs for 38 yards, two punt returns for 25 yards, and uh, two punts for 83 yards from Jackson Ross. Not much to say; they're just doing their job. Uh, and the, and the kick out of bounds. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of Mickey Mouse. Yeah, like it, it could have. Or s- still, I mean, kicking out of bounds. It's been driving me crazy all season. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a trend. That's for sure. This is a. It's like one a game. Yeah, but but this was one of those where it was a a kick toward the corner. They they were trying to to get UConn to return the ball, and the UConn returner just let it bounce, and then it bounced two or three or four times, and went out of bounds at the one yard line. It, it almost stayed in the field of play, and could have been a return for Tennessee, but you know it it skirted out of bounds. No big deal. We will uh, hit the comment box real quick. Robin Shelton, hell has froze over. He says oh he says go Vols. Yeah. He don't have no confidence in them, in them Gators this week. That's what it is. Who's Florida playing this coming week? Oh, it's all, we got it down, I think. I can't remember who they're even playing. Uh, let's see here. Josh Jackson says, what's going on, boys? What's up, Josh? Thanks for listening. Travis Duncan says, since the Bama game, every week we hear it, that's Milton's best game so far. Hopefully the trajectory stays the same, and we say that after this game. 100% agree. Yes. We need to say it next week, that's for sure. And, and, and the following and the week, week. yeah, for sure. Uh, Alma off YouTube says it's homecoming. I love the hype puts the bench in and lets them actually run plays during those games. Don't sign up to be a homecoming opponent if you don't want to get wallered. Yep, that's right. Yep. I mean, they're getting paid their money regardless so, to be there. So. And how many times, though, you can put it down on us throughout the years in a different sport? He also deal says, with it. He also says how good did it feel – they finally let Barron get that scoop and score. He only had to do it three times before they would have actually allow yeah, it. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, let's hit General Neelan's, Neelan's game maxims. We'll go over each one and agree or disagree if that maxim has been reached. Might be the easiest one so far this year. Maxim one, the team that makes the fewest mistakes will win. Yeah, very few yep. mistakes on Tennessee's side. And when UConn made them, it was, it was pretty big for them. Mm-hmm. Three defensive touchdowns. Uh, number two, play four, make the breaks when one comes your way. Score. Yes. 59 points with 21 on defense. That's scoring on the breaks. Can't That's, beat that. Yeah. Number three, if at first the game or breaks go against you, don't let up, put on more steam. 
all the way to the very last minute, we continue to play. Uh, even with our second, third, and fourth strings, they continue to play hard the whole game. Everybody did. Agreed. Protect our kickers, our quarterback, our lead, and our ball game. None of that was ever in question. <laughs> yeah, there was no big hits on Joe. Nego took one hit, but, you know, that, that's probably good for him at this stage. Agreed. Ball, Oski cover, block, cut, slice, pursuing gang tackle for this is the winning edge. Heck, we got two Oskis in a row, two big mm -hmm. sixes. Yeah, three defensive touchdowns on back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back drives. Uh, you know, I, I saw a few broken tackles early, uh, but overall very solid. Press the kicking game. Here's where the breaks are made. We made every kick we took. Mm-hmm. Yep. Carry the fight to our opponent and keep it there for 60 minutes. Yep. Yep. No doubt that we did. Right, let's talk some Tennessee basketball real quick. Tennessee men's basketball, roll Tennessee Tech 80 to 42 in the regular season opener. Expected, but this team is fun to watch. Yeah, they are. I think I think this team has the potential to be one of the best in the past few years. I really do. They are loaded. Absolutely loaded. This may be Rick Barnes's deepest team he's ever had. If you don't have tickets to a Tennessee basketball game at this point, you better be getting them now because uh, there's not going to be very few left in a couple of weeks. Now, I'm just going to say it right now. It's Final Four bust for this team. Mm -hmm. they, they have the talent to win it all. They really do. I mean, even ESPN, ESPN's on board with us, and they want to hate on us all the time, but they're on board with Tennessee basketball this year. A lot of praise from the, the ESPN broadcaster world. Uh, a lot of Final Four and the national championship predictions right now. It's, it's crazy. Dalton Connect, man. Yeah, Dalton, Dalton Connect is, is, the, is the factor. Yeah. Uh, a lot of praise from, you know, all the social media outlets too. Uh, Tennessee basketball will travel to Wisconsin on Friday for a big showdown versus the Cheeseheads. Uh, that'll be 9 p.m. Great matchup. Uh, Wisconsin's unranked, but the ESPN matchup predictor gives Wisconsin a 52.9% chance to win. It's a first road test for this team. Uh, I think Tennessee's going to come out and control the game early. I see Tennessee winning by 15-plus. Wisconsin's not a bad basketball team, you know, honestly, year after year. They're usually pretty solid. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty solid usually. Good so inside. This can be a good win for us. But if you're going to watch the game uh, – Expect it to uh, be on Peacock, the NBC streaming service app, because apparently that's what it's going to be on this week because I've already got like 15 people text me from my account. Make it 16, Corbin. Uh, the Tennessee Lady <laughs> Vols played Florida A&M yesterday at 6.30. They won 93-64. to 64. Uh, They'll play number 18 Florida State on Thursday at 6 p.m. Um, great matchup. Kelly Harper struggled last year versus ranked opponents early. Um, Does anxious. anyone know how they did against U.S. team the other day? Yeah, they, they, they lost. They got an update from that one. They, they lost that game uh, by about 45, but it, it oh. was well, definitely to be expected. I yeah, mean, you can't do much. The absolute best of the best of the best. But the Lady Vols are pretty deep, too, and mm -hmm. they come in ranked in the top 11. Uh, Kelly Harper's put together a nice group of ladies and has some transfers that look great early. Uh, Tamari Key is back after blood clot sideline during last year, and Rakia Jackson could be the SEC Player of the Year. They also have Jewel Spears, who was the ACC Player of the Year last year. So I look for big things to come. Uh, they're going to be a hard team to beat. Uh, I'm excited to see their game tomorrow against Florida State. and Go to Food City Center at Thompson Bowling Arena, wherever <sighs> we want to call it these days, and support the Lady Vols as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm anxious to see how Kelly does this year early on versus the ranked team because she struggled. I mean, we had injuries and stuff too, but um, – 
just curious to see know, how she does. Number one LSU lost already. It kind of feels good. I did like that. How about Josh Dobbs? Gets traded on Tuesday to Minnesota from Arizona. What a man. Zero That's practices, awesome. zero snaps from center, zero passes thrown to wide receivers. What a um, man, what a man, what a just man. Prior to the matchup versus Atlanta, man. he comes in and wins the dang football game. Come in as a backup in that game at mm-hmm. that. I mean, hell of a performance from Josh Dobbs. I mean, he is a he's one of these guys right now. Like, you could about make a uh, documentary movie out of like yeah, write a book, yeah. make a movie, something. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. You you couldn't script a better movie or have it happen to a better man. Uh, you know what? What more can be said about the pastoral knot as they're calling him now? Pastoral knot, Josh Dobbs. Uh, <laughs> simply one of the most incredible regular season wins of all time for any NFL team. Uh, the stories are coming out. Uh, I really hope Dobbs finds a long-term uh, starting position there at Minnesota because it'd be awesome to see him versus Hooker next year. Uh, you know, I may be buying some purple soon because uh, I really like it. I'll no, never wear purple. I, there is one thing you have to clean up though. You'd look like Barney. When he, I never. When wear he's running that football and he's holding that football out there. I'll never wear freaking purple. He's gonna have to clean that up because that's that. I mean, that's okay, cool. That's okay, right quarterback there. coach. He did fumble it twice. But yeah. look, guys, I don't know why everybody's so shocked about Josh Dobbs like doing this well. It's like it's like the man build can build an, a rocket ship. Like and get the NFL's probably easy for him. He can build a rocket he ship, can guys. Almost get off this flat Earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you stopped your mouth right now. <laughs> Speaking of flat Earth, Alma says, "Let's see what Spurs say about our flat ball team." Our flat ball team? Flat ball team. <laughs> but Josh Dobbs, he's he's incredible. Just, you got to be so mentally tough to be able to do that. Um, let's hit, hit some comments real quick, then we'll go back to go back to the commercial. Uh, Josh Jackson says, uh, UConn said we played it like it was our Super Bowl. Come on, man, you're UConn. Yeah, if they think that was our Super Bowl, then they have no idea what a real Super Bowl No, that, that was South Carolina. Year. I'm kind of enjoying all these Super Bowl wins we get this year. Yeah, I got a lot of rings. Jason Singleton says, go Vols. And let's see. We'll go check uh, Facebook real quick. Uh, the Gator, Gators have LSU. He says, go Gators will always be my team. Just want someone to run all over Georgia. Our final three well, looks games. Looks like he'll pick us next week, too, when we play him next week. Our final three games for the Gators are LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. Losses. All three. Yep. What's up, Jesse? Thank you for listening to us. All right, we'll be right back. We'll have our first main talker point of the day. What was that, Spanky? What a money give me. Well, see, I sing it loud. All right, welcome back to episode 25. First main talking point of the day presented by Big Orange Concrete Pumping. 
Tyler, Tyler bunch Jones. Of tools. You know that? Bunch of tools. Tyler Jones, a big orange concrete pump, has been doing this type of work for a very long time. He has one of the biggest lime pumps in the state, so make sure That's you reach out. Said. Make sure you reach out to Big Orange Concrete Pumping for any of your concrete needs. All right, let's get Vols deep. Each position group, let's grade them from their performance uh, during their UConn game. Start with the quarterbacks. Uh, a plus, my opinion. Um, Hooker, or not Hooker. Oh my God, we were You were talking about Hooker. Got me thinking about. Can't say it. Hooker on Facebook. I know. Well, uh, <laughs> but Milton, another star-studded performance. Um, it's like what old Travis Duncan said. Each game, he's having his best game. Best game. Let's see if he can stay at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Nico did pretty well, and then I thought the other backups did pretty well too. I wish Shuler would have got in the end zone though. Yeah, it, it's it's eight plus, and how could it be anything other than that? Joe went eleven for fourteen for two fifty four and two touchdowns. He ran for another touchdown. And he looked like a pro out there. He really did. He looked good. Uh, Nico come in in the third quarter, and we saw a look into our future. And wow, it's going to be fun. Uh, Nico ran for twenty five yards and threw his first touchdown at Tennessee. A perfect pass across the middle to Tidy McKellen Castles, who broke a tackle for the score, and even Gastemore and Navy Shuler got some action. Uh, it was good all the way around. I'm going to give Gaston Moore some credit. I mean, he he just threw seven passes, mm-hmm. but he completed four of them for 36 yards. I mean, he's third-string quarterback, and uh, that looks pretty good on us to have a third-string quarterback coming in and not throw no interceptions, no incomplete passes and stuff like that, even against the UConn team. I mean, a third-string quarterback is not supposed to come in and do that. Trumba. I'm I'm going A is A. You know you can't knock them. They they all look good. Uh, running backs. Stop, Spanky. Sorry, running I'm backs. getting distracted. Gave our running backs an A plus. I mean, Tennessee used ten different ball carriers in the game. It was much needed experience for the younger players, and it was a a good game to get Javari Small some rest. I'm not sure if he's injured or or what's going on there, but you know, truth be told, we didn't need Javari Small this game. Right. So no. If it was something nagging, it's good that he set. Jalen Wright carried eight times for 113 in a touchdown. You know, no one player really jumps out, but it was valuable game experience for these young guys. Man, second play right out the gate with yeah. a big, long touchdown. Right? Anytime uh, the running game has almost 300 yards rushing, I mean, A-plus. I mean, it's a pass, football's a passing game anymore, and that's just phenomenal. A for running backs as well. Can't ask for any more than what they're doing. Wide receivers. I thought wide receivers stepped up somewhat this week. Uh, no, that's not saying a whole lot, but I thought they'd done better this week. It's, I gave them an A-plus. I mean, yet again, how could it be any different? Uh, Twelve players caught passes during the game. Keaton made UConn look foolish in the first quarter, and even D. Williams caught a pass. You know, it's a quick pass from Nico, but it was a, it was his first catch of the year, I believe. Give them an A-plus. I mean, like I said, eight players over 11 yards uh, average on the catch, and uh, – Squall White, he's still showing out, man. Yep, I'm going A. Um, again, can't ask for much. They, they keep improving. They, we need more more from them. Uh, tight ends. Tight ends, A-plus as well. Like, I, I'm just going to be honest here. Guys. I'm just going to save everybody time, but I'll keep saying it every time. I'm giving everybody an A-plus. Like, I thought everybody, even the tight ends with the run blocking, I thought they did really good catching the balls that they needed to. I thought they did phenomenal. Yeah, I've got the Titans of an A+. You know, McKellen Castle's touchdown for Nico was simply awesome. Yeah. Uh, it was probably my loudest cheer tonight, uh, seeing him break the tackle and then score uh, right across the middle. It, uh, I was I was pumped up for that. Of course, it was Nico's first touchdown, so that added to it. But uh, 
Our quarterbacks were protected, and the game plan was well executed. A plus. I mean, this is what we've been asking for. Just tied in with wide receiver all across the board, what we've been asking for all season. Them Milton's finally starting to get that chemistry together, and that's what we need at the right time because there's going to be some big games coming up, and they can keep this ball rolling. No, it's going to be big. Another A for me, offensive line. Hey, it's A. There's there's nothing bad to say here. You know, lots of playing time for second and third stringers, and they held their own weight. I'm just going to say it's ditto for the D-line at this same time. Mm -hmm. Same exact wording, you know. Yeah, give me an A as well. So we all got A for defensive line. Mm -hmm. Let's get into defensive backs. Defensive backs, I give us an A. The first quarter they had a couple busts, but how can we fault them when they have back-to-back Pick six is a start to second half. Yeah. You can't say much. Like, you have back-to-back pick six six to start second half. Like, A-plus. Can't ask for more, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to go B just because they allowed 221 pass yards. That's just being super critical. You had to be a negative, Nancy, didn't you? Super critical. You always negative. Linebackers. You always negative. I actually watched the game, Spanky. Linebackers, I'll move A. Notice, notice I didn't give A plus for defensive backs and linebackers. Uh, it was the same as our defensive backs. We still need a better pass rush as it seems to have diminished the past few weeks. But a scoop and scored in the first half, an excellent play was great to see. I had this pass rush vote down for me. Like, we're going to have to get that together, especially with Missouri. I'm going B plus for linebackers, and I'm going yeah. A for special teams. What do y'all got on special a, teams? A, a plus, just, you know. A's for everybody. Let's give out some games. Everybody gets an A this week. Hopefully we're giving a lot of A's next week, too. Let's give out some game balls. Who would you give the game ball to on offense? You know what? Since he didn't score a touchdown, and I thought he came in, not get he don't even have a locker over there in the stadium. But he doesn't get many reds. I'm giving one Navy Shuler. (laughs) Okay, Spooky. I am. I'm, I, mate, you don't know how happy I was to see him go in the game. You don't know how well, happy you I know, was. I think I said it last week on this podcast that what did I want to see in this game this week? And I said, Navy Shewer throw a pass. And uh, we got to see that. So, well, I was pretty happy with that as well. That's 100% completion yep. percentage. Yep. Uh, my game ball this week goes to McKellen Castles. Four catches, 56 yards of the touchdown, and he looked like a man against boys out there. Gave mine to uh, Joe Milton. I mean, he had 18.1 average yards per pass, eleven fourteen two hundred fifty four yards. Uh, Joe, I mean, he's he's got he's gonna be that he's gonna be our guy the rest of this season, yeah. whether you like it or not. And he is peaking at the right time. So, I had Joe written down as well. But I'm gonna go Jalen Wright, eight carries for 113 yards and a touchdown. That's averaging 14.1 yards per carry. Seems like the same script over and over, doesn't it? It does. That's okay. It does, and I'm, I'm good with it. Yep. What about on defense? I'm going to go with the defensive backs. Uh, yeah, they gave up a lot of passing yards in the first half, but then they come out in the second half and get two pick sixes. So I gave my game ball to Tyler Baird. He finally got that first touchdown, and I was happy to see it. Gave mine to Elijah Herring. Once again, top of the board, eight tackles, three for – Solo tackles. Uh, I mean, guy's been tearing it up this year. I'm going Tyler Barron as well. Three tackles, two tackles for loss, and a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Super happy for Tyler Barron. With the comment box real quick, and then we'll go to commercial. 
Let's see. Mr. Jones on YouTube says Nico looked like Hendon Hooker when he took off running. Uh, I could see that a little bit. I could see that. He was nervous. He was nervous. My favorite one was still that little step up and then drop back pass mm-hmm. and the, the, mm-hmm. the touchdown to Castle. Line. And I think Joe is taught to do that too, but Nico just sells it way, yeah, he, way he's better. Real good. He, I mean, he, he had me bought in on it. Yeah, he sells it way better. Uh, Josh Jackson says Patrick Wilk is fast. Get him the ball. I agree with you there. Mr. Jones says Nico. Uh, I guess he wants Nico to get the game ball. Think so. Ike says need to see uh, Elijah Simmons number ten more. I agree. He's been hurt ever since. What game did we see him first? Texas A and M. Year, but yeah, I think I think the first time we seen him was Texas A and M. But um, yeah, he, he's a freak when he's out there. And we need him this week, no doubt. Oh, for sure, we need him. All right, we'll be right back. We got a commercial, and we'll be back with uh, start bench cut. Big Orange Concrete Pumping. They can accommodate any residential or commercial concrete project that you may have in mind. They have one of the biggest lime pumps in the state. They take a lot of pride in their work and they're waiting on your phone call today. Their number is 865-371-3367. Whether you're pumping noise and kneeling or pumping concrete, make sure you roll with the Big Orange. That's Big Orange Concrete Pumping, 865-371-3367. You need to put your cigarette out over there, Corbin. All right, welcome back to episode 25 from the Vols Deep Man Cave. We hope you're having a great Wednesday night. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Share this out for us. Hit the like button for us. We'd truly appreciate it. Next, we have Start Bench Cut. How this works is I'll give a question. We have to rank our answers in order from first to last. Start being one, cut being last. Are you all ready? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Number one, which position position group must step up the most for the Vols on Saturday? The wide receivers, the defensive backs, or the quarterback? Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. For me um, too. For me, I think the wide receivers need to step up. Like so you're a, starting? Yep, starting wide receivers. Now, they had a great game last week, but I need to see some more consistency out of them. Uh, then next, I think needs to step up is defensive backs. Um, I know it's it's easy to look good against a UConn, but Missouri's got a really good offense. So I'm, I'm I just want to see them step up this week. And B, I'm gonna go with uh, quarterback play. I think um, he need everybody needs to step up. But for the purpose of this, we want to cut it because he just needs to be more consistent. Yes, he's having a greater game each game, but he's just got to stay consistent. In my mind, in this game, you've got to start the defensive backs. Uh, Missouri is going to throw the ball where it plays no matter what we do against them. So our defensive backs better come ready to play and bring a lunch because uh, if they don't, it could be a long day for us. So you certainly get Maybe two lunches. Maybe two lunches, you know. Uh, we're still about Kamal Haddon, and we're not getting him back. So uh, yeah. someone still has to step up in his place. Uh, I'm going to bench the wide receivers. I hope they have a, a, their best game of the season. And I'm going to cut the quarterbacks. I think the quarterbacks have stepped up pretty well lately. Mm-hmm. And I think we can win this game on the ground. i got the same exact order as Spoh does. But like he said, the defensive backs, I feel like this is going to be a high-scoring game. And uh, Missouri, they can throw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to start the defensive backs as well. No-brainer here for me. Uh, wide receivers, I think uh, we still need to improve. I'm going to bench wide receivers, and I'm going to cut the quarterback as well like Spur. Uh, Joe's been good, you know, for three weeks in a row, and I think we're going to see him be good for a fourth week in a row. Um, number two, today is National Cappuccino Day. Start bench cut these coffees. Black cappuccino, 
or Frappuccino? I'm cutting every one of them. I don't like coffee either. Oh, God. Let me tell you, I go to gather coffee sometimes down in Harriman. Let me tell you what I get. I get a frozen hot chocolate with no whipped cream. Wait, wait. How do you get a frozen hot chocolate? That don't make sense. It don't make sense to me. I think it's just that's just a milkshake then. But I don't know what it is, but it's very good. Is that like hot, hot ice? You heat up the ice? Uh, look, don't knock till you try it, brother. That's what he says about a lot of things. <laughs> Go ahead, Spur. mentioned there, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start Frappuccino, I think. I'm going to cut Cappuccino or bench Cappuccino, and I'm going to cut the black coffee. I, I don't know I what the difference... In it I don't know what the difference of Frappuccino, Al Pacino... I think, I think what it was... Cappuccino, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Al Pacino, yeah. I don't know the difference in them. I'll start black coffee. I mean, when you're hungover, nothing's better than black coffee. <laughs> you used to that one, ain't you? And, uh, yeah, that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then bench uh, cappuccino. They they got some good cappuccinos in gas stations around here. I don't. I'm not much of a cappuccino man, but it's it's pretty good. Frappuccino never had it in my life. Don't even know what the heck that is. Is, is that the one that's made with milk? A frappuccino. Oh, I think so. I, I think know. you can buy those in a glass jar at the gas station. They're pretty good. I'm going to start black as well. Um, I'm going to pinch cappuccino. I'm going to cut frappuccino. Because I don't know if I've ever had a frappuccino either. On the way to Missouri, we're having frappuccinos. Frappuccinos. We might need them still. We got, we got a long list of... Uh, Y'all need some mug boots to go with it. Misfortune things to do, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm going to paint this hair orange this weekend. We do got to paint the hair orange. <laughs> yep, getting off topic. Uh, anyway. Start bench cut. Which team is most likely to get upset this weekend? Michigan at Penn State, Washington versus Utah, or Georgia versus Ole Miss? Uh, to me, I, uh, I'm putting this as a double answer here. Not only who's most likely to get upset, but games I'm looking forward to as well. I think Georgia has a shot. Or not Georgia, Ole Miss. I think they got a shot at upsetting Georgia. I really do. I know people want to say what they want about Lane not winning in the big-time game. but He can't so far. I'm going with Ole Miss in this one. But then Bench – I don't know. I just think – and I love Washington. I really do. But this just seems like a, a game just to watch out for. I just think Utah might – I'm going to go with Utah by three. Utah by three. And then Michigan, Penn State. No, hell no. I'm just, Washington's winning it all. I'm, I'm going Michigan. All right. Uh, I agree with one of what Spooky says. I'm straight up picking Ole Miss to beat Georgia this mm, week. I hope. Uh, I, I hope, hope too. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll pick up my heart more than my brain. But I'm picking Ole Miss to upset Georgia. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty. Yeah, and uh, spoiler alert, that's going to be one of my picks later on. I'm going to bench mm. Michigan getting upset by Penn State because I think Penn State's good enough to do it. And I'm cutting Washington getting upset by Utah. I don't <clears> see Washington losing this no, game. No, Washington's winning it all. Okay, Mark now, it down. Get it right. You owe me a Mark handshake. Mark it down. Some people can't get me. I'm going to start Michigan Penn State. I mean, everything going on in Michigan, a bunch of distractions and – Listen, Penn State is a good t- good team. Michigan, I just don't think with everything's going on, they're going to be able to finish the season pretty strong. Uh, bench, Georgia Ole Miss. It could be the weekend. Lane Kiffin finally gets it done in a big-time game. But we'll see. Cut, Washington, Utah. I do not see Michael Penix and Washington losing. That's my bandwagon team this year. I don't want to lose. I'm just saying, watch out for it, man. Them Pac-12 games, man, you never know with them. 
Well, that's the thing about the Pac-12. They just beat up on each other. But mm-hmm. I feel like Washington's that no one defense. team that they're going to have that's not going to get beat up on. Because they always have that one team. Mm-hmm. And they're starting – and they're, they're getting down to very few left. So I'm going to start Michigan-Penn State. I think Penn State is due. I really do. They're going to do to win a big one. Take that from him, Spur. I'm sorry. And I'm going to uh, bent Georgia Ole Miss. I've – I'm rallying behind Kiffin, but I don't know if he can win. Lane train for one week. I'm on it. I'm on it. And I'm going to cut uh, Washington, Utah, because Washington is winning it all. Mark it down. Washington's winning it all. Uh, start bench cut these country music singers. This Merle hard. Haggard. Very hard. Johnny Cash. Waylon Jennings. It's not too difficult for me. I'm going to start the essential Johnny Cash. Mm. That's a legend. I uh, keep a I'm close watch on this autumn. Waylon Jennings. I'm benching him because I once opened for Waylon's grandson, Wade Jennings, who mm-hmm. came up here to the fairgrounds at Morgan County one time. I, I had to stand there and tell jokes for 15 minutes as his band set up. It was a uh, awkward situation. He laughed at my dad <laughs> jokes. So. <laughs> uh, as much as I hate to, I'm cutting Merle Haggard. I'll tell you that story. Mm. In Missouri. I got the same order Spoo does. Mm. Same exact one as everybody else. You got to start Merle Haggard. The, num- the, the number one hits, yes. From from his writing and then a musician and his voice, you've got to start Merle, man. I, I, I love him all. And and this one was, that, that one was easy for me. What's hard for no me is between Waylon and Johnny. Me, but I'm going to bench Waylon just because I'm a huge Waylon fan. And I, I'm gonna, it hurts me, but I'm going to cut John Cash. I'm just glad you didn't put Willie on this Bleeding list. Willie, yeah. me to blame because mama tried. Start bench cut these famous sports personalities. Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, or Shannon Sharp? Oh, it's easy for me. Start Shannon Sharp. Of course. I love Shannon Sharp. Couldn't see why them personalities don't go to good. I love Shannon Sharp. I'm telling you. I I loved it back when he was with the Broncos. You got the old clip of uh, he getting on the old phone. Hey, we got Mr. President. That's the only reason he's starting because he played for the Broncos. Got to call the National Guard. Got to call somebody. Call him in to help. Uh, Next, Stephen A. Smith. I've always said he would be the Perfect heel manager in wrestling. I love Stephen A. Smith. People can hate on him all he wants. He knows his role, and he plays it very well. And then cut Charles Barkley. Charles is always whining and crying. And without Shaquille O'Neal, always having to save Chuck's day. You're so backwards, man. I'm just telling you how it is. Chuck's always crying. He's always crying about something. Start Charles Barkley. I mean, he tells on he he goes on t- national TV and tells the honest to God truth. Mm-hmm. The other day, he went on TV and he told the honest the NBA commissioner sitting next to him on TV, and he sat there and said to all the players in the NBA that wants to set out and not play through the season because they they're, they're tired or whatever. He said, "You know what? You only have to play eighty two games a year. That's eighty two days. You're making eighty million dollars a year." Get your ass out there and play because people is in the coal mines mm-hmm. awoken every well, by day. God, yeah, you tell them, son. It's, it, like, it, it's, it, it's it, the truth. It's the truth. It is shitty. Like you take, like you work and take your kid to a game, and last minute, like, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna sit yeah. out. Yeah, it is shitty, and, I and it's mostly with it. the spanky type players that do this. No, and I agree with it. But my thing with Charles is, yes, he he does tell the truth, but it's a sport personality is the question, Corbin. Chuck's being himself. We're talking about personality. There's no better personality. Here he is. He's got to have the alter ego right. I'm just saying there's no better personality than Shannon Sharp 
and Stephen A. Smith. My there post, ain't one. My personalities myself all the time. I know, and that's, that's what that's got you. That's so, part of your personality. So Spanky's admitting to being fake, basically. See, I think Charles Barkley is a personality, so I'm mm-hmm. starting Charles Barkley for the exact same reason that Corbin said, is that he just tells it the way it is, and he's not going to sugarcoat it, whether you like it or personalities. not. Charles Barkley is going to tell you exactly what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, he, you know, he, he leans conservative a little bit, whereas a couple others maybe not. Uh, I'm going to bench Shannon Sharp. I do like Shannon Sharp. And I could, couldn't care less if I ever listened to Stephen A. Smith again. But look, he does know his stuff. I will say that. Look, he does, unless it comes college football. He don't really know that too well. See, but he tries. But, guys, look. I, shut, you're missing it. It's about a personality. Being on television like that, it's to entertain people. Charles That's Barkley what they're doing is entertaining, entertaining people. So you're not a Pat McAfee fan? Oh, I love Pat McAfee. <laughs> Pat McAfee's above every one of them. Every single well, one Well, that's of a them. double standard because Pat McAfee and Charles Barkley is the same person. They sit there and tell how he is, what they how, want to say. How are they the exact same person? Pat McAfee is so positive and upbeat. Charles Barkley's always whining and crying. Yeah, I get it. You can sit back and tell the truth all you want. Why don't you be positive for once? Like, you know, everyone's tired of seeing the old grump sit in the corner. Well, well, back in my day, it used to be like this. Who cares how it was back in your day, Papa? Oh, this is a dual question here. Why, my <laughs> yeah, Lord? It's turned into a Who dual. cares? I mean, whenever you're not watching an NBA game and you're like, it's boring because I don't watch NBA. That's would why would I don't people watch it. rather watch something to hear the truth or would people rather watch something to be entertained? I'd rather, like, watch, I'd rather watch and see what Charles Barkley always says. Well, then you can sit back and watch the 10 o'clock at news at night, buddy. Go but ahead. But you, you cannot say you love Pat McAfee and you don't like Charles Barkley because they're the same as that person. They tell it how, how it is. How are they the exact same person? They please. tell it how it is. Okay, but one's positive, one's negative all the time. So they're not the exact same It don't matter if one's positive or negative. At least they sit there and both tell the freaking truth. <laughs> now, how is Pat always telling the truth? Pat is always trying to do stuff. Pat's just like Shannon and Stephen A. He knows his audience. He knows how to get people going. But Pat sits there and he goes with Aaron Rodgers. He goes on his show and he says what he wants to say. He, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not one of those guys going to sit there and be like just told what to do and like the standardized post. I will give Pat this. Yeah, he is not one to tell what to do. But yeah. Why is he wearing a suit on college game day now? Bob Kessler can bear in all of them. <laughs> he's on the radio. No, he's not. Let's hit the comment section real quick. I should have just uh, saved that for the duel, man. That was a good one. Let's see. Josh Jackson says, Spanky, you don't like anything. Like he was anything. talking about coffee when he, when he yeah, said Yeah, talking that. about coffee. Yeah. Robert Faust says, what's up, fam? It's the guy from the scale house. What's up, brother? Corbin was talking about you the other day. Who? The guy from the scale house. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alma says Slaughter has struggled since Haddon went out. Yeah, the whole secondary struggled. Um, Ryan Damon says Go Vols, boys. Mr. Jones says you cut mayo coffee. Mayo coffee? I guess that's a uh, frappuccino. Oh. Let's see. Uh, Josh Jackson says he's not driving a frappuccino, or I guess drinking a frappuccino, Justin Sparling. <laughs> he's not driving either, so. Uh, Mr. Jones says USC... At wherever, because Caleb Williams is going to cry after they lose. Phoenix is a handful to deal with. How about that? I cannot believe. Like, I put Caleb Williams over so much, and he's over there crying in the stands. Like It's because he cares about the game. Oh, That's be- it, no, it's because people nowadays, I can't say the word on air. No, it's because he gives a damn about his ta- game and team. I'm tired of people wanting to make fun of somebody for crying, having freaking emotion about the game they love. The game they spent hours and hours putting into it. You know what? You people want to sit back and cry 
and complain because he's out there crying. Ain't never done a damn thing in your life. You know, so just sit back and shut up. You didn't see men crying back in the day when they was out there being badasses. Well, guess what? Guess what they did in the locker room after they won championship, just like Michael Jordan. After every locker room, you know, they didn't have cameras That's a back championship. Then. That's not a regular well, season game. We take a camera back in the locker room back then when players would lose games. They'd cry and get pissed off, too, because that's a competitor. I seen your boy Shawn Michaels cry when he won that title. <laughs> He's got a point. Yeah, I'm over here losing some uh, bum ass Pac-12 team. Look, I'd rather have a player cry and be upset that he lost the game than just smile as he's walking off the field. <laughs> hey, if if Caleb Williams was smiling as he was walking off the field, every the media would have been an uproar. See, he doesn't care. Kimberly says I've heard Bowers may be back for Georgia. I hope not. I hope not too. I I heard just today that he's no closer to being back now as he was three weeks ago and that uh our luck he's gonna be back be a lot of coach tanks. speak there trying to to true. give him something else to look at josh jackson says you start johnny you bench Waylon, you cut haggard oh i disagree uh alma says he likes his coffee like he likes his quarterback uh huh. tall five-star samoan <laughs> talking about nico Spanky, Spanky don't get it. Oh, I, never mind. Okay. He says you start Charles, you cut the other two. Uh, start Barkley, bench Steven, cut Shannon Sharp. James says get out of here, Spanky. Charles Barkley for all three. I can't stand St- uh, Steven or Shannon. Bunch of crybabies. And Mr. Jones says Shaq is a flat earther. I guess that is to, to you. Matt Anderson just commented, I'm here for Corbin. We don't give a damn. Well, he's got one vote already. Randy Swint says Smith and Sharp are idiots. That's your dad. Your dad disagrees with you. We disagree on a lot of things. Uh, Alma also says Shaq thinks the moon is closer to New York than Los Angeles is. I do remember seeing that. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. There's a lot of comments coming in. Alma says Barkley's hilarious. You ever see his Saturday Night Live episode? I have. I love it. Uh, Matt says that he lives outside of Athens and he heard Bowers is back running routes in practice this week. That's why he voted for Corbin. Mm. Barkley is hilarious. I would give him that. The NBA on TNT show is the best show on TV for sports. That's good. That's it good. is good, but I like Game Day a little bit. Alma says uh, Spanky just went on a Beamer rant. Oh, that's a jab. I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks. Hey, hey, man, I just got to say, I heard John Gruden's in Knoxville this week. <laughs> he says, don't cry, Spanky Beamer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, somebody's got to take up for these players. Somebody's got to. <laughs> Let's see. Anything else that I'm missing? There's a lot of comments. I think we're good. Keep them coming, guys. We Keep love them coming. We too. love it. We'll be right back. ZNN Concrete are the professionals you need to call for all of your concrete finishing needs. Driveways, sidewalks, curbs, garage pads, footers, and much more. They can do it all. No job is too big. No job is too small. Give ZNN Concrete a call today, 865-360-6176, residential or commercial. That's ZNN Concrete, 865-360-6176. All right, and we're back. Next, we've got our second main talking point of the day, presented by Trident. Hydro Clean. Thank you, Trident Hydro Clean, for sponsoring this segment. Thank you, Jacob Haney. Um, we're live on YouTube and Facebook. 
Share this out for us with your friends. Big giveaways coming up soon. Got some tough questions. Uh, this Tennessee defense still criticized at times. Um, still deserves some criticism, no doubt. But uh, listen to this stat, and I'm aware the season is not over. But in 2021, uh, total defense, Tennessee was 99th in the country. Last year, we improved to 92nd in the country, and this year we're currently 27th in the country. Scoring defense. In 2021, Tennessee was 90th in the country. Last year, we was 36th in the country, and this year we're 21st in the country. Tennessee's run defense in 2021, 60th in the country. Last year, we was 21st in the country, and this year we're 14th in the country. Um, let's see. Tennessee in pass defense, 122nd in the country in 2021. 127th in the country last year, and this year we're 54th. How impressive is this improvement from Tim Banks and this Tennessee defense? You know, I often wonder if this is a product of our offense playing a little slower and our defense not being on the field as much this year, if these stats are skewed just a little bit. But we have saw vast improvements uh, in every category. Uh, losing Kamal Haddon is going to hurt. Uh, especially this week, I'm afraid as we face the best quarterback and receiver combo of the season, we've got to get pressure on Missouri, but it's hard to argue against these numbers. And uh, uh, one of our viewers has commented about Keelan Peely, uh -huh. uh, wondering if, if there's a chance that he could get a possible uh, exemption to play again next season if he's not able to come back this year. So uh, very interesting and something we can think about. But these numbers don't lie, you know. Nope. Figures lie, but liars don't figure. Or figure. Yeah. Or, yeah, something like that. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no, I agree with Spur. I think it. I think it'd be stupid to say that the offense's struggle has not helped the defense. Because, like I even said before the season, I've always said, if your offense is on the field quick, your defense is going to struggle. And I think now with the offense not being on the field as much or being on the field longer, my bad, yep. uh, it's helping the defense because they're getting longer breaks and more time to adjust to things. It's a shorter game, too. It is. I think it's an awesome improvement. I mean, look how much the defense has helped us this year win these ball games. When we were struggling on pass offense, catching the balls, what I mean, everything, the offensive line. Like, there's some games that if it wasn't for our defense, uh, it, it could have been something else. A &M? Yeah. I mean, obviously a huge improvement, but we got to finish. You know, we, we've, yeah. got, we've got two big ones coming up. We're going to take care of Vanderbilt. But this week's massive, especially for the secondary Absolutely. numbers. Um, I love it, though. I mean, Tim Banks has, has been under a lot of heat. Uh, but he, he's really – I mean, when, you, when you're starting and playing walk-ons against Bama, I mean, your, your hands are a little bit tied as, as a tight. coordinator. So, and what do you uh, think about Peely? Have you heard any, any news I've about not heard anything other than he's expected to come back around this time. But so, I mean, if he's I'm, not I'm able not to sure. that, that medical exemption, uh, mm -hmm. I'm not sure how that rules work. But I would certainly file for one if I was Tennessee. Love to have him back. But this defense, I mean, it's going to continue to get better. It is, I think, with the recruiting, I think, in 2025, I think it's, it's going to be Tennessee's year. Uh, Jalen Wright has rushed for 100-plus yards in six games this season. This season. Jalen Hurd is the last Tennessee running back to do this back in 2015, but Jalen Hurd needed 13 games to get it done. Jalen Wright has done it in only nine. How elite is Jalen Wright? You know, he's not only done it in nine games, 
but he's done it in nine games, sharing attempts with two yep. other elite running backs. Mm-hmm. That's the most impressive thing. Not that he's getting 100-yard games, but he's getting limited carries. So it's awesome having this kind of run attack. Not just Jalen Wright, but Jamari Small and then Dylan Sampson. It's incredible. It's impressive that all three of them have the stats that they do. Yeah, that running game is just what Spoh said. I mean, that running game is elite right now. Yeah, uh, one of the best in the country, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't trade our running back room for anything, but imagine his stats, like you said, without, I mean, the supporting cast behind him, you know. What's he getting an average of about? 14 carries a game, somewhere in that range. It's got to be between 10 and 14 or something. Yeah, if he was getting 25 to 30 touches a game. Oh, my gosh. It would be incredible. It would be crazy. crazy, yeah. Um, What are you most worried about traveling up to Missouri this week in the SEC showdown? Missouri getting off to a fast start, and we get away from our game plan. Simple as that. Uh, Just the road SEC environment. I know Missouri's not the most hostile environments, but – I don't. I don't care what SEC team it is. Besides Vanderbilt, if they're ranked and they're pretty good, their fans are going to get up. Mm-hmm. For them. They're going to be ready. I've been to Missouri twice, and they didn't got much of a fan base up there. But you know, compared to any other SEC. But have school. you been up there when they're ranked in the top fifteen? The stadium's no. open, wide open. Yeah, it's not going to be loud. Yeah, it's it's their stadium's mid. They, they, it's a nice stadium with a mediocre fan base. You never know, man. They might start throwing them rocks. But, I, I mean, I'm worried about a back-and-forth matchup, honestly. Like, I think it it, it could end up being like a high-scoring high scoring game. Grab your guns and your pistols, folks. It's going to be a shootout, baby. Oh, my God. The passing game for Missouri is by far my biggest worry. I'm nervous about it. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think we have to be aggressive. We can't just sit back in, in, that, in that soft zone. Um, how confident are you going into this matchup versus the Tigers? You know, I like where this team is right now. I'm going to say that I'm 75% confident that we take care of business in Missouri. I think we win three out of four times there. Don't let this be that one time. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. A, I'm about fifty, 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 fifty. Honestly, huh? I think we're gonna go in there, and I think it's gonna be a shootout. Honestly, that or it's gonna be a close game. Missouri's not a bad team. Missouri is no, very, very good, very impressive. Their they're offense is uh, damn good. Hopple has owned Drinkwitz, and I think he's gonna continue to own Drinkwitz. I really do. Yep. I really do. But Better just, knock on wood. Like it's one of these things where it's a it's a Kentucky Stoops type game. Um, we're just in his head, like we own them, and, and that's what it is. That's just my opinion. We just got to go up there when I mean we got to go up there. And we can't get like too confident. Hit the comment box real quick before we get into the. Uh, There's gonna be a lot of orange up there too. I believe. I, I think there will be too. Let's see here. Josh Jackson says it don't matter if Bowers is back or not. Vols by fifty next week. Heck yeah. Travis Duncan says Spur gets my vote before the duel even starts just for being a fellow flat earther. Uh, Matt Anderson says I'm a vault for life, just live in enemy territory. Let's see. Ryan says Rebels beat the dogs and the Vols beat the Tigers. Next week, Vols clinch the trip to Atlanta. Come on, football gods. Hey, let's just let's just talk about this for a second. If somehow or another Ole Miss beats Georgia and we beat Missouri. It's college game day in Knoxville next week. They are 100% in Knoxville. 100%. I can't believe they've not been here yet. They might come regardless. 
Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I think so, too. Uh, Hopple says, uh, Hopple knew with Joe Milton the defense would have to be elite. Um, Alma says, have y'all talked about the penalty discrepancies in our games, um, in our away games? Somebody did an article about it, and there's been one live ball penalty called in our three away games. Yeah, we've complained about it in, in past weeks. We hadn't talked about it this week because we're coming off a UConn game that kind of just didn't matter as far as that goes, but – we have certainly uh, voiced our opinions on the officiating the last several weeks. And we know Josh Heupel has as well behind closed doors. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Alma says his biggest worry is officiating. Um, Mr. Jones says Missouri loves company. We're going to run up the score on them in their own house. He says our defensive line will get a rush on Cookie. Hopefully, if we can win the line of scrimmage, we win easily. And then let's see. Jeff Hensley says, stop the back shoulder passes and limit quarterback runs. Falls by three scores. I'd love to see that. I would love to see it. Yeah, we got to get out of the soft coverage. Uh, let's talk about the new playoff uh, rankings. Uh, whatever you all want to say, we'll do five at a time. And number one, Ohio State. Two, Georgia. Three, Michigan. Four, Florida State. And five, Washington. Um, I'll never be happy when Ohio State's right I can't believe Ohio State stayed at one. Uh, it doesn't surprise me any. Washington deserves top four, though. Florida, Florida State does, too. Uh, six, Oregon. Seven, Texas. Eight, Bama. Nine, Ole Miss. Ten, Penn State. So this was talked about earlier. Uh, if Texas and Alabama finished the year with only one loss, mm-hmm. uh, is Bama going to jump Texas kind of like Bama jumped us last year, even though Texas beat them heads up? Right. Yep. This is the this is a prime example of why we need to go to the twelve. Yep. Um, why we should have been twelve a long time ago. Eleven Louisville, twelve Oregon State, thirteen the Vols, fourteen Missouri, fifteen Oklahoma State. Uh, Oregon State this weekend has Stanford, so if they win, they will play Washington next week. So, man, oh, oh my Gundy, winning the last battle of. Uh, mm-hmm. What's it called? Bedlam? Bedlam, Bedlam. Yeah. Bedlam. Battle yeah. at Bedlam. Yeah, I'm telling you, good win for that program. Very good. It was. Even though they tried to – did they successfully rip down the Gold Coast path? I think, I think they did successfully. I saw did they get it down? I saw where they tried and, like, they got pulled down. Well, know. they had they had to march 450 yards to find a river, but <laughs> – 450 miles, I should say. Hey, Kansas uh, threw it in a pond. They didn't have a river. They had a pond. I, I will say Tennessee – Started ranked, a trend. Tissy ranked at 13. We're still sitting right there, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're in good position right now. We win We win this week. We'll be in 11, 12, 10 in that range. And uh, you never know, beat Georgia. We're right there at 6, 7, 8 again. Depends on what everybody else does. Yeah. It is official if Georgia wins Saturday. They've clinched it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that'll be pretty. Yeah. Uh, the East, yeah. The East, yeah. Okay. Uh, 16, Kansas. 17, Oklahoma. 18, Utah. 19, LSU. And 20, Notre Dame. How in the hell is Notre Dame with three losses still ranked? I, I know why it's name. Notre Dame. Their name, name yeah. but. It's the Irish. Got to win for one for the Gipper. That's all y'all got for the 16 through 20? Yeah. All right, 21. We've got Arizona. Is that right? Yeah. Iowa, 22. 23, Tulane. 24, North Carolina. And 25, Kansas State. It's weird. Arizona's ranked with three losses. Arizona's never relevant in football, so. I have to go look at their schedule and see who the heck they've beat because I don't know who they've beat, but it must be somebody pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's about 
half of the top 25, you know, is what it is. Yeah, the ones that are not going to make it. Yeah. I told everybody about North Carolina. We know. We know. We know. All right, let's see. Any more comments rolling in? Uh, Alma says Tennessee has only lost two higher-rated rosters this year. That's a good sign for this weekend. Yeah, we should. Man. But we haven't beat a top 25 team yet either. So let's be honest about yeah, it. That's a very good point. Very good point. All right, thank you all for listening to our second main talking point of the day. We still have a lot of talk about. We have our predictions, uh, giveaways, instructions. But next, we have the duel. So stick around. Please share this out to your friends. Uh, this is probably going to be pretty entertaining if I was guessing. We'll be right back. Trident Hydro Clean, your exterior home cleaning professionals, house, roof, driveway, concrete, gutters, and much more. Trident Hydro Clean, 865-363-8815. They've been in business for five years, and they have a five-star Google rating and a five-star Facebook rating. Call Jacob today. Give your house, driveway, and or patio the care it deserves. 100% satisfaction guarantee. See the difference between a professional and an amateur cleaning. That's 865-363-8815. Where'd our champ go? He's fired up. Over oh, there about here something. he comes. Well, get ready for it, guys. We have the duel presented by Premier Excavations. Spanky, Spur, and the champ, Corbin, will answer tough questions. The winner not only gets bragging rights, but they get some hardware to drag around with them for the week. Y'all let us know in the comments. we got five questions. Let us know who's winning the duel. Are y'all ready? You damn right. I've been carrying this championship on my back all week, doing shows, making the towns, making the rounds. you being carried out of the stadium? Well, I'll just tell you one thing. What happened? You got carried out of the stadium one time. Yeah, I know. They were very happy for me. When old Coke Kazana beat you a dang... That was a gymnasium. (laughs) That was a gymnasium. Not a stadium. It was a new kickoff, Corbin, against UConn. (laughs) Come on, man. Dude, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Question one, the SEC has won four national championships in a row. Does the SEC win another one this year? I think they got the best shot to win one right now. I think I'd like to see us beat Georgia, but I'm going to be realistic here, guys. If Brock Bowers can come back and come back healthy, I just don't see one of them other top four teams beating Georgia. I think Georgia's going to be the first team in a while to three-peat. Oh, God, thank you. Georgia? Hell no. They ain't going to we repeat this year. Not a three-peat, not a repeat, not nothing. It's going to be. <sighs> well, who is it? <laughs> Alabama. They will repeat with Alabama, I'm telling you right now. Alabama didn't win last year, so they can't repeat. No, not talking about. It's going to be another SEC team win the national championship. Okay. And Alabama's going to be the one that does it. You're saying Bama's winning the national I think, championship? I think Bama, I think Bama is, a, is like a snake in the grass right now. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's not going to happen. Uh, Georgia won't be in the playoffs. No. Yeah, it's going to be an S- if it's going to be an SEC team, it will have to be either Alabama or Tennessee. 
Georgia is losing this week to Ole Miss, and then losing again next week to Tennessee. It'll be Tennessee versus Alabama in the SEC Championship, and the winner of that game is going to go to the playoffs. Payback, I, baby. I want Tennessee, Payback. and I want Ole Miss to beat Georgia, but, and I even picked them, but I, I don't know. I guess I've just I've seen the story Listen, too many times. I, I'm living with some confidence right now on this Tennessee team, and I'm believing in Lane Kiffin for just a minute. I think his offense is just good enough to go down there and upset Georgia. Uh, and, you know, Georgia is Georgia. If Brock Bowers does come back, they're going to be solid. But they're not going to repeat this year. Uh, there's there's too many teams that's better than they are right now. The thing with Tennessee is, even if we won the SEC championship, I don't know if the committee would even want to put to, put us in to the national championship playoffs With if you got teams like Florida State, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, all these other teams with, like, one loss or whatever. Like, are they going to look at us and be like, okay, Tennessee, do we have time to work our way up the ladder? We're going to have to have some lucky luck happen up front other than Ohio State and Michigan playing each other and somebody has to lose. I think if, if we win that and win the SEC championship yeah. game, I think we're in. I think the winner it. of that SEC championship game's in. It's, it's almost automatic. You know, if Tennessee was to win against Missouri, then beat the number one team in the country, Georgia, then turn around and beat Alabama, to probably the number five or six team in the country, how could you not put them up there again? But I will say Alabama is like a snake in the grass After right being now. snubbed last year. Yeah. I think Alabama is actually really good. That one, ain't you? Pretty good. They're way better than Georgia is, I'll say that. All right, question two. Does Tennessee win out and finish t- two and two for back-to-back seasons? <laughs> I just answered that, I believe, I Luke. I know so, you did. Uh, a little foreshadow. Yes, we're winning this week against Missouri. Yes, we are beating Georgia at home for 14 in a row at home. And uh, who we play today? Uh, Candy? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we'll be fine against I'll Candy. Take you to the candy shop. Um, you you make this question hard. Like it's like I'm not gonna win these votes here because I'm trying to have a debate here. Well, I'm being so, honest. So I'm, I'm gonna have a debate. I just don't. I just don't think we get it done. I think we can get it done this week. But the Georgia game just worries me. It it just worries me. I've seen the story too many times, and it just worries. Listen, me. I'll be honest. I am with more you. confident beating Georgia than him beating Missouri. I That's saying too. something. I think you're the I same way, too. Luke. We're going yeah. down in Neyland. I'm happy you guys have confidence. I guess I just don't. Yeah, even even if we lose this game this weekend at Missouri, we're still going I down still think we're beating Georgia next week. I do, too. I do, too. I believe that. I really do. Oh, yeah. Ten and two. Solid. Spanky ain't got no confidence in the balls over there. I just, I'm just saying, man, being realistic. I'm trying to have an argument here instead of just agreeing with everybody, so you're welcome for making you relevant. It's about buddy. time you try to be realistic over here. I'm just saying. Question three, what is the best basketball movie of all time? Coach Carter, hands down. Coach That's Carter is the best basketball movie. I – Surprised like, he didn't say Space Jam. Now, now that's a good wait, one wait, right wait. there. I love, <laughs> answer, I love Space Jam. Not the second one, but I love Space Jam. But Coach Carter, it just hits to me, and I love it every single time. Everybody hold up. I got Space Jam on me. I do have Space Jam. Oh, shit. There ain't I'm nothing sorry, better boys. Than, there ain't nothing better than Looney Tunes. Y'all got a number two wrote basketball. down, an alternate. I got an alternate, but, but my, my original was Space Jam. The, the movie came out in 1996, and we can still sing those songs to this day. Yep. I love Space Jam growing up, and it had actual basketball stars in the yeah. movie. The original's so, great. The original is great. I guess my second best basketball movie of all time, I had to go back to all-time classic, and that's Hoosiers. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good it's one. It's excellent. You know, we watched it in school with my basketball team in school, and 
And uh, our coach taught us the lesson of, of the other dogs fighting their way back up. So I loved Hoosiers. My mm-hmm. second one would have to be semi pro. Semi pro. I love that one. Corbin? I got Coach Carter and Hoosiers and Space Jam. That's all I got. You like little like Mike? I'm not a movie guy. Y'all know this. He likes Airbud. Airbud's a. <laughs> Can a you imagine, one. like, taking your son to his soccer or basketball game and then getting beat by a dog? Can you imagine no, I that? I don't think that's possible. But. Well, it happened. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah, I wrote a book about it and everything. All right. Just like a Marvin the Martian. Question four Who is the best Tennessee basketball player of all time? Oh, my goodness. That's, mm, that's a tough one. Go ahead and say it's it's Allen Houston. Men's uh, or women's? Men. Oh, yeah. yeah I Men. need to clarify that. Uh-huh. Yeah, Allen Houston, he, he set the standard there at Tennessee. Uh, uh, led led the Vols to great things and, and went on to have an excellent career in the NBA. So I, I believe at least at least in our lifetime sort of thing, I'd have to give it to Allen Houston. You know what? I, I can't argue with Allen Houston. I, I can't. I just – I don't know what to way argue to, about there. What to argue. I, I, I just can't. I don't know what else – what do you want me to say? I can't say nothing else. Ron Slay. I'm just going to give it – I'm just going to throw uh, – Somebody out there, uh, Tobias Harris. I mean, honestly, he's been in NBA forever now, still playing as competitive as ever. He's gotten so good over the years. He's representing Tennessee so well, still top of his game to this day. And he's like 13 years in the league now. Yeah, I, I, I like Tobias Harris in the NBA, but he really didn't have that big of a career at Tennessee. Whereas Allen Houston certainly had a great career. Hey, got got a Bernard Bert- King vote in. Bernard King's a good one. Yeah, or Bert and Ernie. It's way before our time. Who's that? Bert and Ernie. Bert and Ernie, yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought he was trying to say Bernard. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> said, Bert, I said Bert and Ernie. I would almost say Grant Williams. But yeah. Grant's had a good one. He's probably the most recent. I'll, 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 give, I'll give an honorable mention. Chris Lofton. A yeah. lot of people. I mean, he was great at Tennessee. Chris as far Lofton. as college basketball, yeah, he was they, great. They got, now, he's, he's on. Listen, hold up. He's he, He's on the board. Inside Thompson, mm-hmm. Food City, whatever you want to call it now. It's Thompson. They got new But players. a lot of people doesn't know that Chris Lofton just retired from playing basketball mm-hmm. about a year ago. Yeah, it was a he, year ago. He, he played all these years. He played some NBA, but he played a lot of overseas action. And people does not realize that he played that long of a career after Tennessee. A very successful one at that. One of the best pure shooters I've ever seen was Chris Lofton. Yeah, yeah. he was that, great. That, that team – Back in what was it, 08, 09? Yeah, I guess it would have been 08, right? Daggum, that was a hell of a team right there. Mm-hmm. That was great. Now, if we're going to go women's, easily, Candace Parker. No, I mean, yeah, that's any, I mean, that's not debatable right there. Yeah. So. Um, right. Good to go. Good All right. Let us know in the comments who you think is winning that's the it. duel. That's it? No, I said this. Let us know who's winning that duel. He's just giving people an update. Who should be the top four teams in the college football playoff rankings right now? Right now. Who should be the top four? Should be Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, and Washington. I'm going to go with Georgia. I'm going to go with Florida State, Washington, and then Ohio State University. Like I've always said with Georgia, number one, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And then next, Florida State, I still think – 
I know they'll win the ACC, and they will make the playoffs out of the ACC. And Washington, I think they'll make the playoffs from the Pac-12. First time in a while, the Pac-12 teams getting some love in there. Number one, Ohio State. No. I didn't say number one. I just named four teams. Oh, I thought you put them in number one. Four teams. Oh, I thought you put number one. Uh, Georgia be number one for me, honestly. I mean, they haven't been beat until they get beat. You, the number one. I mean, it's been almost three years. But neither has Ohio State, neither has Michigan, neither has Florida. But State. they were the national champs. But they I, were the man last year. They were the man. But I, I would put Ohio State in there. I would put Florida State in there. Uh, Michigan, no. I, listen, Michigan's got so much going on. Like they are not going to do jack nothing. It does not matter. Hey, they'll steal your signs. You better watch it over there. Yeah, you bet. Everybody, everybody, everybody better watch it. They're going to be stealing them signs. Them signs that you see on TV every week. I'm going to throw one in there just because it was uh, funny earlier. Who has the best alternate uniform in Morgan County football? It, it's no question. Like, one. The Wattbug Bulldogs. I mean, they got you the. You kidding me? They wear a jersey that ain't even their school color, Corbin. Ain't even their school color. It's their top rival school color, black. Like, if you're going to wear black in Morgan County, you might as well win. Well, hold up just a minute here. Black was officially a Waltburg color even when I was in school back then. No, it wasn't. Yes, no, it, it was. wasn't. We I can prom. We had black on our jerseys even back then. Just because it probably had a trim, not a whole That's uniform, and not right. a whole bleacher or a black WC. You don't black. wear the color of your top rival. Okay, you just don't. You don't see Cofield wearing purple. You don't see Tennessee wearing red or blue. You just don't see that. Does Cofield ever wear white? Yeah, on the road. That's not an official color of Cofield either. Because so you got to wear white, white on the road, you, you don't dummy. You got to wear white, you wear orange or No, something. you got to wear white. You are an official, and you know that, Spur. It's you not an official that that's color a rule. School, so, you, so you know that's you a rule. You can't bash Waltburg for wearing black when Cofield's wearing white. You know that's a rule. You got to wear white. That is absurd. You know you have to wear. But no, they want to wear black, and that's fine. Whatever. But it's your rival's color. If you want to have a gray jersey, go ahead. But black is your like I just don't know how to fathom it. I don't get. It. I get it. You know, I it's mean, blackout. Sunbrot, hashtag Sunbrot, dark mode. Sunbrot has blue, and Walberg wears blue. You know, it's rival color. Well, that's their Who school cares? color, but black's not your Cofield school color. Can't even move up to double A to play against Walberg so. because we're the, one of the smallest <laughs> schools in the state. It's, you're not even a rival. You're and Walberg's trying to move down to single A because they know they can't compete in double A, and they, th- they ain't gonna compete in single A. You didn't think he was gonna get an argument from me on this one, but you know, I like the Walberg black jersey. I think they look solid. But does Cofield have an alternate? We had an orange one, but you know what? We don't wear it no more because we don't – Because it didn't look any good. They like care about it. They wear either black on black or white on black. One of the two. <laughs> and, Spur, look, I'll give a shout-out to uh, one of your favorite teams in the county. I'll at least give some bright this. They have a nice, clean, traditional jersey that they got at E2 Sports, and I love it. Oh, God. I'll throw the jab in there. <laughs> what in the hell is wrong with you two over there? Good Lord, have mercy. I bet all these people let, that's not from Morgan County is like, <laughs> what are they let, talking let, about? Let me just say this. If you're mad about Wattburg wearing black, then you might as well be mad at Tennessee for wearing gray and black. They're black uniforms. Look at Tennessee wearing black. Not their traditional color. But if it's not tradition, Spike, you don't like it. I never said anything about dread. I'm talking about your top rival's color. I'm talking about your arch rival's color. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I know, and you were arguing something that you knew was the rule. That white girl, you knew it was the rule. <laughs> I do. That's all I had. I'm sorry. The black and blue looks better than that orange and black over there. 
See, look, I got Travis Duncan's vote right <laughs> I know, there. I, know. I did. I got See, his you're welcome. Vote. You're welcome. There you go. I'd get a vote in. Jeff Fansley says Bernard King is the greatest fall basketball player of all time. Let me do some scrolling here, boys. Y'all about crazy over there. And my dad's talking about Corbin, me and him. He's agreed with me on that. He's just saying that because he wants he don't want me to win, and he knows it too. You're about crazy of them. Then you're like the uniform, like I don't even know, paint Madonna or some shit. Heck, you want to see a black painted field? Come down to Rochelle Field Friday night, buddy. He's probably that dude with the thing. Uh, I probably can't say that on Facebook. Never mind. Yeah, I'd hate you, know, you to you get know, in trouble with the law that, again. That, that this being week. said, we do want to wish. <laughs> That old fond. Hey, hey, hang on a minute. I got a point to make. We do want to send out, you know, best wishes to Cofield on their uh, journey to uh, possibly another uh, state championship uh, we appearance. It, buddy. You know? I appreciate that. Uh, I, I Thank you. Really do hope today. Uh, Thank you. We're trying out. to make Morgan County proud, buddy. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, the, they have uh, who, they have Oliver Springs. Thank you. No, we got Rockwood. Rockwood this week. This week if we then, win, we'll play winner of Oliver Springs and Greenback, which will likely be Oliver Springs if, if things go. And then don't they? Cofield may host us. Uh, Yes. A, a semifinal game. If we win this week and we win next week, we will host a semifinal against game. that dreaded South Pittsburgh team. Most we likely, we ain't gonna talk about that one. We ain't gonna talk about that one, but we ain't gonna talk about that one. Hey, seriously, go Cofield. I hope. Thank you, baby. We appreciate it. At least someone's been supportive around here. Hey, I, I'm pulling for Cofield. Like well, thank you, Corbin. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I mean, I like to. See, I mean, they're from. Oh no, you said goodbye to me a couple weeks ago. That's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Vote for me, everybody. Appreciate everybody. <laughs> Let us know in the comments who you think won when, when the duel. Alma says Georgia's very beatable. They've uh, they've been winning on a pure roster depth this year. They do nothing exceptionally well this year. Unfortunately, we've been saying that for several weeks. They've not been beat yet. So, until somebody does, then, yeah. Mr. Jones says Neyland is going to beat Georgia. I don't disagree with that. Got a Coach Carter vote in. We got a basketball vote in. Back to that up. Uh, Georgia probably be the Alabama Ole Miss game this year. It's going to be wild in Neyland come next wild. week. I wish it was a night game. Hey, with the sun, with the weather change, it will be for the it'll second be not, half. It'll be not by second half. That's true. Mr. Jones says Scotty Hobson, Tyler Smith, Jarnell Stokes, Tobias Harris. They should run out of the tunnel at halftime to the creepy rocky top. Mr. Jones says Candace Parker as well. Um Alma says, how does none of these wrestling nerds not say Kevin Nash? Because Kevin Nash barely saw the floor <laughs> in Tennessee. He did. Kevin Nash is in the Tennessee Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you. Got him started. Has Kevin Nash really, like, how many times has he been back to Tennessee? I know he was back a couple years ago. For I, I, w- I went to the uh, game that he got inducted in the Tennessee Basketball Hall of Fame. But let's be honest here. Can we be honest, guys? Yes. If he was not a wrestler and did not have the success he did, would he really have been in the Tennessee basketball hall of fame? No, I never knew he played at Tennessee till, till then. <laughs> till then, yeah. Hey, where was where, where was Travis Duncan's vote? He voted for me. Did he change it to Spanky because he likes the uniform vote? Gotcha. I didn't. I didn't see it pop up. Let us know in the comments who you believe won the duel, and we'll, we'll tally them up later. We'll be right back with our keys of the game. Do you have dreams about what your property could be? Whether it's driveways, ponds, septic, new home construction, or even forestry mulching, let us earn your business and make your property dreams come true. Call Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for supporting small businesses that support you. 
Again, that's Premier Excavation at 865-766-9408. Hey y'all, it's the Vol Daddy. The C&D Tire Pros are your go-to experts for nearly all of your vehicle needs. Located in the heart of Oak Ridge at 164 Fairbanks Road, they've got a 4.8 out of 5 star rating and that's very hard to do in the tire business. Tire installation, wheel alignment, wheel balancing, tire rotation, tire repair, brake changes, oil changes, hell, they'll even paint your back porch. I've known Zach since he was in diapers. We went to church together, we went to school together, we played football together. And he's been changing tires since he's been in diapers. Give them a call today, 865-483-7455. Like them on Facebook, that's C&D Tire, 865-483-7455. All right, and we're back. Let's let's hit our keys. The game presented by DNM Fence Company. Um, Tennessee travels to number twelve Columbia to take on the Missouri Tigers on Ferret Field at Memorial Stadium. Uh, Sixty-two thousand six hundred twenty-one people. Uh, that's the capacity there at Memorial Stadium. Three thirty kickoff on CBS. Uh, yay! I'm glad we're going to be there, so we don't have to listen to Danielson. Uh, 51 degrees, ESPN Analytics gives Tennessee a little better than 60% chance to win this football game. The spread was in Tennessee's favor by only one point the last time I looked. Has it changed any, Spur? Do you know the spread? Has it changed any from a point? So let's hit our keys of the game. Let's start on offense. Go ahead, Corbin. Uh, Just uh, play our game, play like we've been playing, honestly. Uh, Milton, if uh, Milton comes out and plays like he's been playing, then uh, I think we'll be all right. Our receivers, let's hope that they still keep catching the ball because it has been a problem, and this is a big-time game. And uh, I know South Carolina's good, but other than that, I mean, we've had some pretty tough games in offense. So we need to put it together now and keep this momentum going. And, and our run game, I ain't concerned about our run game. I mean, our run game's freaking fantastic. And throw offense, I mean – if we're kicking the ball, I got confidence enough right now. Like we're gonna make every field goal we're gonna make. You know, on offense, I got our keys to the game: be play our style, uh, run first and set up the long pass. Receivers need to continue to improve, and yards after contact will be huge. Convert our third downs and give our defense time to rest. Uh, I want to see more, uh, less serious injuries following extra points. If you catch my drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got any keys to the game there, big dog? My keys to the game is just simple. Um, keep the ball rolling. Uh, try to stay on the field as much as you can. With Since they have a heavy offensive attack of Missouri, try to keep the ball in your hands as much as possible. Limit time of possession for Missouri. Um, just stay on the field and score points at the end of the day. I'm proud of you, Spanky. Uh, do what we do, just establish the run game. Uh, run it down their throat. Uh, O-line has to dominate, and like we said earlier, Joe just has to keep elevating his performance over the last three weeks. And like Spanky said, I think we need to manage the game kind of like we did against Texas A&M, kind of, you know, just change, change, change the way we, you know, we play. Uh, I don't think we want to be in a shootout against that Missouri passing no. offense. I really don't. What about on defense? Pressure their quarterback over and over, but don't let him break contain and get a long run. Uh, you know. Red zone defense is going to be crucial. Limit their big plays. Keep the receivers covered up. Third down stops wins the games. 
I think keys to the game is um, just don't don't give up the deep ball. Do not give up the deep ball. Um, secondary has to be in good coverage. Uh, defensive line and linebackers. Linebackers not only need to get good coverage as well, but they need to get good pressure. Defensive line, go get the ball, go get the quarterback, and keep contained. Don't let the quarterback or running backs run free. Go ahead, bud. Play when it matters most because I feel like it's going to be a close game. Missouri's good. It's going to be a very close game. Could be a high-scoring game. And, you know, I mean, if it comes down to it, do not give the game up. Do not give up stupid penalties. Do not give up big big turnovers, stuff like interceptions, fumbles. Like, this is one of those games like that can happen with. But the penalty thing, we have to be disciplined in this game. We can't let any of that stuff happen. You know, we keep talking about Missouri's pass attack, and yeah, it's it's decent. But Missouri also has number one running back in the SEC by yardage this mm-hmm. year, so we had to stop that run first and make them be one dimensional. Yeah, our defense line has to get a consistent pressure on the quarterback. We can't be doing what we've been doing the last two weeks. I don't like when we rush just three or four. You know, primarily the whole game, we've yeah. got we've got to throw more in there. I want to be aggressive, no soft coverage. Just be better on simple plays like the slants and just the just the curl routes. Um, if we if we lose, I want to lose being you know being aggressive. I don't want to lose just just playing soft. Uh, any side notes on special teams or anything like that? I want to see us play with swagger and confidence. Uh, this is a revenge game for Missouri. Let's be honest about it. We put sixty on them the last two years, so uh, and we still have everything we want to accomplish right there in front of us. The special teams just keep keep doing what we're doing, man. Yeah. Uh, Special teams to me, um, just got to make your plays. Like, just keep things going like you have been doing. Uh, Special teams is the most underrated and underappreciated group on the field. People don't – special teams is like life insurance. You don't know you need it until you don't. (laughs) Uh, You ain't got it. But special teams, just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no kicks out of bounds. I'd love to see that. I've been – that just drives me crazy all season. As please, much as please, done it. why does it drive you crazy, Corbin? Because you should not kick the ball off and it go out of bounds. As nobody else does it, and we we've done it like ten, eleven, well, twelve times. I don't year. get too pissed off about it because wh- what would you rather have, Corbin? Let it get kicked out of bounds, and yeah, you get the five yard, ten yard penalty, or would you rather them kick it to a player and get a either a return for a touchdown or, out or get a forty five yard? return if which it, one would you rather have if it's kicked out of bounds it goes to the 40 yeah or how about this or one you get a player hurt on kickoff that's unnecessary and if it's kicked out of bounds no one gets hurt everybody can go on about their business i mean if anybody's gonna get hurt on kickoff it'll probably be the other team's uh player returning the ball uh, have you never else, seen so. a player get hurt on kickoff but anyways it happens buddy I mean, it happens, but it, it. But I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not real too like all hot and bothered. I'm not gonna lose sleep at night because we kick a ball out of bounds, like. Yeah, but whenever it's big and key, and they start at the forty yard line, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, well, it, it, it'll it'll hurt your ass eventually. Some sometimes I rather kick it out of bounds and kick it to a good returner. But, I mean, let's see a punt. I'd like to see a punt team, honestly, like a return team. You think we'll see a fake or save it for Georgia? I think I'd I'd use it. Yeah, that fake is coming. The I fake's mean, coming. It's coming. We're saving it, but And I think I think, I think Missouri I, knows it too, and I think Georgia knows it too. It's coming. I think if we do it, it's gonna be against Georgia. 
Thank you, DNM Fencing, for sponsoring our keys to the game. Florida, Alabama, Georgia, or other, we are slacking, Zach. Zach's going to – he's going to cut us. He's going to cut us. Uh, but CND Tire and Oak Ridge sponsors our, our Missouri segment, we're going to call it this week. So what do you got, Spur? Well, you know, I got some – I got some stupid laws in the state of Missouri, so we're going to talk about how dumb they are yet again. So, in Missouri, it is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. So, if you're going to drive around in your car with a bear in Missouri, it must be in a cage. Uh, yeah. Huh? It's got, yeah. in, it's got to be in a cage. He's still, trying, he's still trying to comprehend what you're saying. Yeah. Spanky, listen to this one, y'all. Y'all need to listen. Got any kids? If you're under the age of 21 and you take out the trash and put it in an outside trash can, if there is even a single empty alcoholic beverage container, you could be charged with illegal possession of alcohol. Then how are you supposed to get rid of it? Well, figure it out. Don't, we, don't leave it in the house. Trash. Yep. Oh, okay. In Missouri, it is illegal to honk your horn as you might scare a horse. <laughs> Please tell me when, if y'all go and you see a horse, please well, honk your horn. This is about Columbia and Columbia only. So it's only oh, wow, okay. Clotheslines are forbidden in Columbia. Dang, can't get no but lariat. Hanging your clothes on a fence post is perfectly okay. So. Spurs, so we, I guess we got to use a lariat, not a clothesline, if you got to work in the state yeah. of Missouri. And you are not allowed in the state of Missouri to worry squirrels. Huh? Worry squirrels? You're not allowed to worry squirrels. So I scare them. You can't worry them, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, squirrel. And Rothwell no says it is illegal for four or more unrelated women to rent an apartment together. Yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, you got a lot, Corbin. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh, shoot. Well, we got a tie between Spanky and Spur on the duel, so we need and some more votes coming in. To We're going to have to do paper, rock, scissors or something. Uh, Jerry Gibson says, if you score under a minute, take all the time you need on that extra point. Lay down, big guy. Yeah, that's funny. That, that's, de that's definitely done on purpose. For sure. Jeff Hensley says, Ben, don't break. Defense, don't settle for field goal. It's going to take touchdowns. Falls by 17. I couldn't agree more with that. There's so many times during the during the Bama game and, and stuff that you're just, I mean, the field goals are nice, but you, you got to put it in the end zone. Hey, Missouri, your ticket's going pretty cheap right now. Yeah, what are you talking We're trying to get you to go, Corbin. Uh, I can get a sideline ticket, like two rows in the field for $51. You going to go with us, Corbin? That's a heck of a, that's a dang good deal right there. You going to go? When you leave him. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure oh, out. that's fine. We'll start drinking now. Uh, thank you to my great friend Zach at CND Tire and Oak Ridge for letting us do that fun segment. We'll be right back and we're going to do our weekly predictions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man here, the Spank. Like myself, DM Fencing are the best in the business today. They can install wood, chain link, vinyl, picket, composed metal, barbed wire. Heck, bring them bamboo sticks and they can install them things for you too. DM Fencing, do it right the first time. Their numbers are 865 435 4515 or 865 387 1026. Give my friend Ted a call today. That's DM Fencing. All right, and we're back. So we've got our pickums. 
I've got to draw out of the cup of misfortune. Me and Corbin tied last week, but he got closer to the to the score than I did. Are y'all wanting to shake this, or you want me to grab one? I got you. Miranda, you seen me at Darnell's today. You can't vote for Corbin over and over and over and over and over. Is she on here now? Yeah. yeah. She voted for Corbin like four that. times. I'm not seeing her comments. Well, you missed all kinds of votes here, probably on Facebook. I am going to do, before we do this, I'm going to do the Waffle House Challenge next week. Because I'm a man like everybody else. Yeah, you guys know what next week is, right? Let me pull this up then, because my comments ain't working. What? Do you know what next week is, Corbin? It's next week. It's the greatest day in all of space and time. November the 16th. Oh, it's Coke Santa's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, it is the birthday of the greatest man. Well, if it was for effort, Corbin's definitely Ever. got it. I don't know why these votes wasn't coming in. Did I, did, am, I, am I on top or something? Hold on, let me. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute, we got to get a recount here. All right, let's see. Got to get a recount. Come on with it. Are we, are we counting votes after votes after votes? No. <laughs> I appreciate all my fans. I love you, Zo. We've got a three-way tie now. Come on with it. Matt Anderson helped you out there, Corbin. Three-way tie on the duel, so we need somebody to to break this up. Come on, I'm the only one that's actually went out and actually gave promotion to this championship. I got to do for losing last week. Oh man. (laughs) What'd you get? Record yourself painting your toes and fingernails orange and post it on social media. <laughs> I'm going to have orange hair. You're going to have orange toes and fingers. You need some Uggs when you, put, when you do that? We can do that. I'll do it. I'll do it. we got to get some remover, though. I can't talk bad about Uggs. Uggs are nice. Yeah, I'll do it. Hey, while we're waiting on the votes, did y'all see that they're going to make a new Longest Yard movie? Oh, son. I did see that. That is, uh, I don't know how how this how a sequel will go with that, but. Yeah, they'd probably do it like they did with, this would be the third Longest Yard. They'd probably just redo it. They made a second. Corbin. The Adam Sandler one is the All right, second. So be- oh, yeah, that is right. Before that is right. we get to the predictions, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Corbin. Has won the duel. Let's go. <laughs> How? He, he Look at the votes. Look at the votes. Who was the last person to vote for? Uh, the, the last two would be your mom, Spanky, and then uh, Lauren Anderson. That's what even listen to the You Corbin even got my mom. Well. <laughs> thank you, Lauren. Love you. Thank you, Spanky's mom. I love you, too. Oh, get away from my he's, mom. He's probably about to pay a visit, though, Mama, he here in a little bit. Hepatitis C. Hey, I got to vote for... Randy Swift voted for me on the actual Facebook. I got that one. I got that one. Uh, they're just jealous because I'm the best. I'm the best looking swim. I do. I do appreciate it. I'm gonna take this belt every. I'm gonna take it to Missouri this weekend. You know that. I'm gonna take it. You up can to have Missouri. it over your shoulder as you're getting carried <laughs> out again. All right. So let's do our predictions, and then uh, Spur will give you details on our giveaway. Our record so far: Corbin is in first place, going 68 and 34. Me and Spur are tied for second. At 66 and 36. And then Spanky is in last place at 64 and 38. 
So let's get into game one, Tennessee, Missouri. Vols. Vol for life. We roll. Tennessee. Vols for me, too. Game two, Ole Miss at Georgia. Ole Miss pulls off the upset this week. Ole Miss. Hotty toddy, gosh almighty. Who are we? Flip hand, whip. Yeah, however they say it. I don't know. You go Ole Miss as well? Yep. There we go, brother. That's what we're talking about. I hope to God it's Ole Miss, but i got to keep my pickums going, so I'm going with Georgia. Yeah, same. I, I want Ole Miss to win. I don't think Lane can win the big one, and I'm going to go with Georgia. Game three, Michigan at Penn State. Penn State. Wolverines. You know, the powers that be have anything to do with it, Penn State will win, but I believe Michigan's a better team right now. I'm going Michigan. Spanky, who did you say? Wolverines. Michigan. Game four, Utah at Washington. Oh, my bad. I've got Michigan as well. Uh, I really want Penn State to win, but game four, Utah at Washington. I'm going with the Adidas school, Washington. Let's take Washington all the way. Uh, Michael Penix, Washington. That's four Washingtons. I'm going Washington as well. Game five, Oregon at USC. What is this going to be, five in a row for USC or four? Quack, 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 quack. Go Ducks. Four in a row. Going to be four and a row, Oregon. That is also four Oregons. I'm going with the Ducks as well. Game six, getting into the NFL, Saints at Vikings. Josh Dobbs is leading the Vikings to another win. <clears throat> you know, the Saints have a pretty good defense. Uh, I've not liked their offense, though, hardly all year long. I think Minnesota's got enough to beat them with Josh Dobbs. Minnesota's stacked on the receiving lineup, honestly. And Minnesota's defense isn't bad either. So, give me Minnesota. Four Minnesotas. Four Vikings as well. Go Dobbs, baby. Game seven, Titans at Bucks. I'm going with the Titans here. Tighten up. Well, both teams are at three and five, and they're both uh, badly needing a win. The last time Baker Mayfield played against Tennessee's Mike Rabel's team, we shut them down, so I'm going to go with the Titans to win a, a low-scoring game. You know, there's a bunch of three and five teams out there. There is. Uh, not so fast. Uh, give me the Bucks, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't know how the Titans has won the three games they've won, to be honest with you. No it's, confidence it, in uh, Levis, huh? No, I, it's not just Levis. It's just the whole team in general. The whole team's just uh, – Titans' defense <laughs> is good. Mm-hmm. Real good. I just, I, I don't think, I just think Titans just all around just the the just, no faith. There's no, I have no faith at all okay. in the Titans. I'm going Titans. I'm going Titans. Um, game eight, 49ers at Jaguars. No, I'm gonna go with the Niners here in this. Give it the Jags. I think the Jags may be a super Super Bowl team. Trevor oh, wow. Lawrence. Okay. Give me the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence. He's doing dang good things. The longest winning streak in the NFL right now. Who would have ever thought the Jaguars would have had that? Tennessee could have had Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and T. Higgins. We could have had Rogers. We could have had Michael Penix. And Don't fit the system. But if it's, I'm going 49ers. If cans and butts were candy and nuts, we'd have a Merry Christmas. Game nine, Browns at Ravens. Ravens are pretty hot right now. Uh, I saw a graphic today. Browns got the best defense in the NFL. Yes, they do. I saw a graphic today, and if you look at the updated Super Bowl logos past few years, last year it was green and red. Earth's flat. Okay, a few years ago it was when it was the 49ers 
and the uh, Chiefs. And then this year's is purple and red. So, my theory is the Ravens are going to go to the Super Bowl. So, I'm going to go with the Ravens in this one. I'm taking Ravens. Or it could be the Chiefs versus the Vikings. Josh Dobbs will lead them all the way. Give me the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is a beast right now. That Ravens team is just phenomenal. Browns do have the best defense in the league. I will say that. They just, uh, on offense, they got a lot of problems at the moment. A lot of injury problems, but, like, I don't know if Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun. Yeah, Deshaun. I don't know if Deshaun's going to end up playing two plays or he's going to play the whole game. And then running back's a question mark. Uh, I'm going to go in Ravens as well. Commanders at Seahawks. It's a good game. I I like I like Sam Hart at, at uh, Washington. I like Commanders in this one. I'm going to go with Seahawks. Give me the Seahawks, but I'll say this about the Commanders. They're one of them teams that are like, you don't know if they're going to win or they're going to come out and lose by 30. Like, they're either going to win by 30, come out and lose by 30. They're – but they're good. They're a decent team. They're not god awful. I'm going the Seahawks as well. Tiebreaker total number of points scored: Tennessee versus Missouri. Give your official prediction too. Just, just for shits and giggles. Official prediction. Yeah. What, what do you think the score is going to be, and then your total points? Mm, I don't have that. I just got we, total we, points. Now. I just got total points. I'm going with Tennessee seventy-two. Well, they're not too total nice. points seventy-two. Well, I'll tell you, I predict Tennessee wins 38-31 for a total of 69 points. Uh, I just get just give me, you know what? What was Spanky? 72. 72. Give me, uh, I'll take 73. 73? Yeah. I'm going to go 66. It's a good number. No, it's not. I'm going with 66. All right, Spur, let the listeners know one more time how to enter in this giveaway. Hey, check out Duvall's Deep Podcast Facebook page. These 10 games will be on there. The tiebreaker will be the total points scored in the Tennessee-Missouri game. So get your picks in before Saturday morning. Uh, we'll close it off, and uh, come Monday morning, I'll get on Facebook. I'll log in or somehow figure out a way to figure out who the winner is going to be. The last few weeks, we've had somewhere in excess of 45 people enter this contest. So keep them coming. We love seeing everybody vote every week. Thank you all for listening to us, whether it's live or after we publish this on our live on Spotify, Amazon, Apple. Well, hit the comments one more time. We got a lot of people coming in. Travis Duncan commented in about T. Higgins and Lloyd Rogers. Like, it is sad how much we missed out on. It's sad. <laughs> Corbin, we're about to hit our time, man. We're about to be done before 10 o'clock, man. Miranda says, so at the end of each sports, sports season, I think Luke should duel against the one who wins the duel the most. I have to go back and go back and see, you know, tally them up. You know, something interesting: the the over under for Tennessee Missouri is only fifty eight and a half. Newsflash: take the over. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, James Fair says, "Spanky, move the mic closer." Yeah, I tell him that all the time. Do you guys really want me to move the mic closer? Yeah. One minute, y'all tell me to be quiet. Next minute, tell me move the mic closer. It's because you you get it so close, you're breathing into it. Travis Douglas says, "We never it. had T Higgins or Amari Rogers as long as Butch was the coach." That's probably very true. Hey, Travis, Travis knows a little bit about Butch Jones. I will say that. He knows a little bit about Hey, him. look, we need to talk about old Lyles. He's actually. Oh, uh, what about 30 seconds ago? It was like, we got to go. Well, no, look, you made what a good happened? point. We might as well just stay now. Um, but look. He does. Old Lyles, he's turned around Arkansas State. No, he's not. 
Hey, you got they got fifteen thousand fans in their stadium. He's begging for more. Hey, they got five wins right. They're up at five wins right now. They're five and four. He's got them turned around, man. Go Wed Wolves. Life champions. Hey, they're in Adidas school too. Five star hearts. They're in Adidas school, man. Ah, discipline. Something about teams that wear black in Adidas. I don't know. Just brick by brick. It. So Colorado so terrible you going to Arkansas State now? Is that what that's, that's I what guarantee I, that's where he'll be going next. No. He's get a, tra- him, get he's him a, a traveler. Get him uh, hey, get, get him a get him a Red Wolf shirt. He is a traveler. Moranis says Vols by fifty. Justin Morrison says, guys, enjoy it every week. Appreciate Go Vols. You. Appreciate you. Let's see. Alma, he says good night. Uh Jerry Gibson says sixty two is the is the score prediction. Uh, thank you all for listening to us, and uh, we're growing fast on all of our accounts. Um, and we'll see you all again soon. Go Vols. Go Vols. Go Vols. Beat Missouri. <laughs>